We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, I know you're living in this world, too, where we're just counting down until school is back in session. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're living that life. Kids home from school for Christmas break. And uh, oh, boy, it's it's been a day in the Lane household. Yeah, for us, thankfully, our daughter's a little older, so she's a little more self-sufficient. But it's uh, it, it's for me, it's the schedule. It, mm-hmm. I, 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 I was telling you before we recorded, I spent most of yesterday. We're recording this on Thursday, but I thought Wednesday was Thursday until it was probably close to five o'clock in, in the afternoon. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's Wednesday. I thought it was Thursday. So, yeah, I'm just all all kinds of off. I know I look at the calendar, but apparently not the dates to see what games are going mm-hmm. on that night and all that stuff. But I, I, I know obviously when the Celtics play because I cover them. But what day of the week it is, that's that's a complete crapshoot at this point for me. I've been lost as well. I put the trash cans out on the wrong day. I've tried, I'm trying, and part of it was, you know, a lot of stuff was closed the day after Christmas. Christmas was Sunday, yes. and it's uh, yeah, I'm a mess this week. It's yeah. it's crazy, but nonetheless, the NBA still has stuff going on for, for us to dive they into. Do. And um, look, look, tis the season for sharing and giving and caring and showing people that uh, that you appreciate them and that you care about them. So let's start here: the Magic and the Pistons. Yeah, that was well done. I liked it. This was this was unfortunate to see what what went down there. Um, I mean, Mo Mo Wagner with the the shove out of bounds and the retaliation and the punch to the back of the head and oh my goodness, suspensions are, are going to be coming here, right? Yeah, for sure. So uh, my, my guess is, so just if anybody didn't see what happened by now, uh, uh, the Magic had a turnover very late in the first half. There was only about 30 seconds or so left to play. Uh, ball was turned over. Uh, Killian Hayes coming up the right sideline right in front of the Pistons bench and Mo Wagner basically hip checked him like we've been a nice hockey play into the boards but sent him flying uh Mo Wagner then kind of his momentum carried him a little bit into the Pistons bench uh Hamadou Diallo then uh, gave Wagner a little shove from behind and then Killian Hayes popped back up and looked like he threw a punch and connected with the back of Mo Wagner's head he went down uh 
the, the magic bench, every player that wasn't in the game, minus Terrence Ross, the veteran, uh, they all took off and ran to the other end of the floor. So by NBA rules, which they generally are pretty, pretty stickler for, mm -hmm. you leave the bench area, you're going to get a game suspension. So that's going to be probably eight different magic players are going to get a one game suspension. My guess is Wagner will probably get a game suspension for his role in all of this. Mm -hmm. Hayes will probably get two or three games for throwing the punch and Hamadou Diallo probably gets a suspension as well. And then it was a little hard to tell if anybody from the Pistons did, they, they've become more liberal. Remember for a little while, it was like, you said a step on the court. Yeah. Like, you step now, on the court and you're like, suspended. They're right. a little more reasonable, like, like with the bench area. It's, so don't think uh, anybody on the Pistons is in trouble with that. Especially with Wagner going into the Pistons bench, like not not intentionally, he yeah. lands in the Pistons bench. Like if you're in the bench, it's kind of hard with the, you know, all the the fracas going on. To, if exactly. you accidentally stepped onto the floor, I, I think they would have to be yeah. leaning there. But but so yeah. how does the NBA handle this? Obviously, they would have to stagger these suspensions. Yeah. Otherwise, the entire Magic team would basically be suspended. <laughs> yeah. say, what would you do? just just forfeit or call up your whole G League squad or what would you do? There? Yeah. So generally, so that's been the question of the day around around Twitter, especially for Magic fans. Are can we call up the whole Lakeland team? The answer to that is no. Those guys aren't on NBA contracts. Mm -hmm. Ten day contracts don't start yet. Uh, so that's not a thing. The NBA is obviously not going to forfeit a game. So what they've historically done in these situations, now it hasn't happened a lot, but it has happened uh, where you've had multiple suspensions come down, they stagger them. And what they'll do is they will go through and kind of say, all right, well, because the other thing to factor in too, Orlando has a couple guys who are out long-term with injuries still. Jonathan Isaac, Chimo KK, and Chumo KK rather. And, um, uh, Jalen Suggs are all still injured and not playing. So my guess is what will happen here is if the eight players receive a one game suspension, it'll probably be four of them serve it one night, four of them serve it the other night. And how they do it is they just go in alphabetical order by last name. So if they decide we're going to do four and four, it'll be the first four alphabetical order and then the next mm -hmm. four. And then that's how, how it'll go down for the magic. We'll be shorthanded for a couple of nights uh, with this. So that that's, that's my guess is how this plays out. We'll, we'll see you know, where this all comes together in the end. It's to me, it's not a great sign for Orlando that it's four 30 uh, on Thursday. Yes, it is Thursday. I did look at the calendar. <laughs> um, that we're, when we're recording this, that this is not out yet, that probably means there's there's stuff going on and it's a little more yeah. complicated than player X is going to miss one game or anything like that. So yeah. that, that, that is my guess here. Agreed. Yeah, that, that's probably the way they're going to have to handle this. Because like you said, you can't just say, well, you're all suspended and next game, yeah. No, thanks. We're going to refund all those tickets. Exactly. No, they're, they're not going to do that. No, they're not going to do that. Yeah, um, it's not not a thing anybody would ever do. And then, and then what they may, what we may see, which we see more often than not after the trade deadline, we could see a situation where a guy like Jonathan Isaac is in uniform just to meet the eight players in uniform right. rule for the NBA, but there's no intention of them actually seeing the floor. We, mm -hmm. that, that's generally if, you know, if a team makes multiple trades at the trade deadline and is down several players, they, we, we see that sometimes mm -hmm. with this. So the guys I feel worse for in this entire situation are the Magic's two two-way players, uh, uh, Kavon Harris and Admiral Schofield, because they don't make millions of dollars. So, mm -hmm. you know, they, they're, they're, they're going to lose a big chunk if they are suspended for, for a game and hit with a fine or anything like yeah. that so we'll we'll see but it's it's they my guess is we're going to get news on this very soon because these games are played they're, they're both teams are playing tomorrow uh friday night so you're going to want to they won't wait till friday morning usually to do this so yeah want to at least give the teams a day to prepare
Right. We should hear any time now about exactly mm-hmm. what's going to go on with that. Uh, after the Lakers loss to the Miami Heat last night, LeBron had some comments. Um, I've talked a lot about this with, with Lakers Nation, but I want to get your take, Keith. Uh, LeBron saying he wants to contend, saying he doesn't want to be out there just to play basketball. He wants to, he's at a point in his career where he wants to make sure he's, he's contending. Um, that a lot of it isn't going to be about his body you know, in terms of uh, the context was, hey, LeBron, how much longer are you going to play? That was essentially the question posed to him. And, uh, and his answer was, well, you know, it's not necessarily my body. It's, it's my mind. Am I on a contending team? Can I, you know, can I continue to put my body through this? Can I continue to ramp myself up mentally and do those sorts of things? And in order to do that, I need to be, you know, in a, in a position to compete for championships because that's what I, you know, I want to do right now. There was a much easier way to answer this question. He could have simply said, oh, you know, we'll see how my body feels or given the, the typical answer. Instead, he used it as an opportunity to, to I most took this as kind of take a shot at the way this roster is constructed currently. So what are your thoughts on, on this situation, LeBron? This is maybe the, the first time this season anyway that we've seen him publicly put a little pressure on the front office. Yeah, and it's one of those things where I know some people – yeah, of course, because they get to go to this on social media is, well, you shouldn't have built such a crappy roster. I saw that too. Yep. All the things that people say. But I really think this is really the situation of LeBron didn't build the roster. I mean, that's, you know, does he get consulted? Sure. They, so does everybody. You know, that's a star player on a team. I mean, we talked about Brad Stevens has talked about he runs things by Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Doesn't mean they're in there, you know, making trades and doing the negotiations. Right. That's not what's happening. It's just, you know, hey, would you be okay if we did this? Yeah. Who do you want to play with? Those kind of things. So hey, it's to me, I think it's exactly what you said it is. This was LeBron sending a little bit of a message of, hey, we got to fix this. Like he signed for two more years after this now. So it's it's really full Lakers control. Yes, LeBron could ask for a trade if he really wanted to um, just to clear it up because it's come up all a morning bunch. long today. He can't be traded this season. He signed his extension is both is it's not too long, but it's too large in terms of value and he signed it too late for him to be traded this season if his trade restriction lifts after the trade deadline so Mm -hmm. uh, it would be after the Lakers season is over that's when LeBron becomes trade eligible but uh, moving back to it yeah my guess is he sent a little message of hey we gotta fix this I don't know that he's saying it's right now today Mm -hmm. like fix it because I, I think LeBron is also smart enough to look and say hey we're we're three and a half games already out of just the 10th seed. And that that's the last play in spot. We are five games out of the sixth seed uh, AD who knows when he'll be back. Um, I don't think he's saying, you know, let's go, let's go do this. Cause I think he's also savvy enough to know that there may not be the trade to fix it today available to sure. him in the Lakers right now. So I, I think for him, this is more just a, Hey, you better have a, really great plan for the summer or we may be having a completely different kind of conversation that involves my future with this team. Right. Right. And that, that could very well be the case. A lot of Lakers fans took this to me and like, Hey, you need to do a trade. Now a lot of fans turned around and said, well, clearly you should have done the, the buddy healed and miles Turner trade that was on the table. And they said, no, we're going to wait. Um, got cold feet at the last minute. That's fair to criticize for, for that. No, no question. But uh, then you've got, the segment of fans that are saying, well, this is, you know, you reap what you sow. This is LeBron's fault anyway. He, LeBron, his job description is not to pull the trigger on trades. 
right? It's not, it's not LeBron calling up the league office and saying, Hey, we've got this trade here, are the, the specifics of it or anything like that. The front office has the responsibility for making the trades. They have said no to him before, not saying he's blameless in this situation, but I, sure. I have a hard time flipping this around and saying, well, it's LeBron's fault that Russell Westbrook's on the team and you tore apart the championship squad. Anyway, I look, does he get consulted? Like Keith said, yeah, but that doesn't mean that it's all on, on him or even his responsibility. Um, that's not his role on the team. That's not, that's not the way that it goes. It's like uh, being upset with a player for the moves the coach makes or something like that. Like that's not, it's not in that job description. Even if the player has some sort of a say in there, ultimately it's the front office that has to pull the trigger that has to make the final call in these situations. So it's on the Lakers front office to, to figure it out. Even if you do want to put some blame uh, at the feet of LeBron or Anthony Davis or clutch sports or whatever, which I think that's fair. There's plenty of blame to go around, mm -hmm. but ultimately the front office is the one that has to make those decisions. Yeah. I, th I think this is a big old blame pie and there's sure. plenty of servings for a lot of different people here. And you know, LeBron is one of them, but yeah, it's, you know, it, it's, I, I take this more to be of a, Hey, I'm not saying you got to do something right now, but we, we need to show something moving forward otherwise uh the, this relationship may run its course uh, sooner rather than later does this make you know lebron is 20 plus games away from from passing kareem essentially does this does this become the rain cloud over that over that whole celebration yeah that's a good question i i, I tend to think no because this is not like lebron is just barely hanging in there and he's only on a roster so he can pass Kareem, right? Then, then that would feel cheap, right? right. That would be he's, he's not shooting at the wrong basket to get the rebound for Correct. the triple-double like, yeah. like uh, what Ricky yeah, Davis. <laughs> exactly. And he's not, you know, just out there, you know, and, you know, it's, 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 he's, he's still very, very good. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, and he's played, he's played really well, you know, on this road trip too. He's, he's played, you know, really well. I just, I think it's, uh, you know, it's unfortunate it's not going to come in a season where, they're going to contend for a title, but it's, I don't think it cheapens the accomplishment. Any, I think the only way that would have been is if it was like, all right, this guy doesn't have it anymore. And he's just yeah. hanging on long enough. Now it would be in, this is not going to happen obviously, but if he scored the winning basket, walked off the court and was like, I'm done. Then I'd be like, Whoa, what the heck, man? Oh, like, that's not, cool. yeah. but that's clearly not a thing either. So right. yeah, I, I, I think it's a, you know, it's a testament to his um, greatness and longevity. Um, that, that, you know, when he gets there and it should be celebrated as a massive accomplishment, you know, as, you know, hopefully it will be. Yeah. It took a long time to get there. Um, this was a record that we thought was never going to be broken. And, and yet here we are um, on course to, to see that record fall. And even if this season has been horrible and, and last season was as well, uh, I don't think that necessarily should diminish a 20 year careers worth no. uh, of accumulation of, of all these points that uh, it's absolutely incredible. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's talk. I think this is kind of interesting before we get into all the health stuff. Um, Christmas viewership, Christmas Day viewership around the NBA was up 5%. And the reason why I think this is noteworthy is because this year, the NBA had the misfortune of also going against the NFL. And if you look at the NFL's ratings, they blow uh, the NBA's out of the water. It's not even close. Even looking at that disgusting Broncos-Rams game from, from Christmas Day, even that. I mean, just destroyed anything the NBA had out there to, to offer. But that's also to be expected. I think the fact that Christmas Day viewership is up 5% for the NBA, despite having to go head-to-head -head with the NFL, 
I think that's something that's worth mentioning and is a good sign for the league moving forward. It's something that they can point to when they're negotiating new TV contract deals. Yeah, for sure. Because what if you're the NBA, what you're going to point to is, hey, even with this, we still yeah. drew more eye eyeballs and we still drew a lot of people watching. And what, it's probably three or four times in a cycle uh, the NFL will put multiple games on Christmas Day. They obviously will. My guess is whenever it falls on a Saturday or Sunday, maybe even a Monday, because you know, probably not if it's a Friday. Um, I, don't, I don't think they'll, they'll really do that because that just kind of messes up their week mm -hmm. too much, but they'll probably probably do it at least on the weekend days, maybe even a Monday. Now for the NBA, you can say, Hey, so that's still most years we've got our kind of marquee day, you know, to, to ourselves. And then the big thing for the NBA is going to be what comes now are more people tuning into those ABC games. TNT will be starting up there, uh, you know, uh, regular Thursdays again here in, in another week mm -hmm. or so. Um, so once they get going with that, then, then are we, you know, are, are we pushing numbers up higher there? Those will, what will be what becomes very, very important. We just saw the NFL sold their Sunday ticket package to Google uh, and it'll be, um, uh, through offered through YouTube instead mm -hmm. of direct TV for the first time uh, ever. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's a lot of talk of, you know, could an Apple or Yahoo or, um, you know, right. Google, somebody like that jump in on the, um, the NBA, you know, league pass, or could they just could change? Like, league Apple, pass. Yeah. Or could Apple say, you know, all right, we're not going to do that, but we want a game or two a week. Um, we, we want a night much like TNT has. Mm -hmm. So that's my guess is we're still going to see the NBA is going to rake in, you know, billions upon billions of dollars. It's going to cause the cap to go way up, um, you know, over the course of a you know, number of years. And, you know, everybody's going to get a little bit richer. In the, the We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm trying to remember the MLS. Um, I, I can't recall off the top of my I was I was in World Cup mode. I don't remember who they ultimately signed on Apple. with, but uh, was it Apple? Okay, so now and now, so their games are going to be streamed on Apple. Now I think there will be some nationally televised ones, but I think that you know kind of helps pave the way. And now we're seeing this with the NFL. Maybe the NBA goes that route as well, and you wind up with Apple, you wind up with whoever. And uh, the way we consume games uh, in terms of league pass could drastically change in, in coming seasons. Yeah. And if that happens, all I'm going to say with the streamers and we, we have a couple of the different streaming options mm -hmm. is if we're watching live games, you need to make it better and easier to flip between games. 
Yes. Like that's the, the number one problem that, that, you know, where, whether it's cable or satellite still has a beat, it's way easier to flip between games than, than it is with those streaming services. So, so that's something that needs to get fixed for sure. I, I still think from the, it's never going to happen, at least not anytime soon, but from the consumer side, give me one place to watch all the games. Just put all the games one place, get rid of this blackout nonsense and all that. Again, there's too much money and it's not going to, but from the consumer side, that's what everybody has been asking for forever. And it just, just has not happened up to this point. Who knows? Maybe yeah. someday, someday we can dream. We can dream. <laughs> There'll be some service to just all the games, period. And off you go. Yeah. But someday, someday, someday. All right. Let's talk about something that was really exciting. Uh, Luca, you know, we didn't have a show yesterday. Uh, Luca went off the other night uh, against the Knicks. Keith, that was, it was beyond just, so Luca finishes with 60 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists, which I mean, that is a, an insane <laughs> stat. Like, right. Like, like we don't want to gloss over that. That is absolutely incredible. To Can I up. throw in something that gets left out of that too? Yeah. Two, two steals, one block and only four turnovers in a game where he did all that too. Like, Crazy. like it, it's just, yeah. That's a line that we're never going to see. That's, I mean, yeah. This, it's this, like Luca, Wilt for 25 pages, then maybe one other guy jumps in there. Right. That's like, yeah, well, when you're, when you're, when you're doing something, Wilt's the only other guy who's even approached, like you've accomplished something. But I, I know you want to get into more because it was, it was pretty important what he did too. Yeah. And it, when it was in a win that went into overtime and the way that game even got into it, like this game is an instant classic. I don't, I mean, you say do you <laughs> for Mavs fans at least. Well, for Mavs <laughs> fans, sure. But I mean, just sure. Like you would, you would not imagine that you would see this kind of a finish What the Mavs were down like nine with about 40 seconds to go. They were down nine with 33 seconds left. And they, and they come back to tie it, go over into overtime to win. I mean, just just that right there. Forget the 60 points, the 21 rebounds, the 10 assists. Omit that. Just you're down nine with 33 seconds to do. Like that is about as improbable as it gets that you're going to find a way to come back and actually tie that game. And yet Dallas does it and then goes on to win in a game when Luka puts on an all-time performance. I mean, this is the perfect storm uh, to make a, an all-time classic game. Yeah, because it what would have happened was you would have felt like, well, it's cool that he put up those numbers, but they lost, right? Right. That would have been yeah, yeah. always, you know, Luca had this great game in a loss, but getting the win. He also the game was uh, they, they were down by two. He intentionally missed a free throw mm -hmm. to get the ball back and tied it. So that, that's what's in it in overtime. Uh, th this came from ESPN. Teams were zero in 13,884. So in 13,884 games in the last 20 seasons, when trailing by at least nine points with 33 seconds or more to go, or 33 seconds or less to go. So yeah, history made not only his own individual line, but coming back to get that win. Just incredible uh, stuff. Uh, yeah, to have both of those things happen in the same game. That line plus the way that that game played out, absolutely unbelievable. An unforgettable game, one we'll be talking about years from now. Mm -hmm. um, all right, let's get into some of our injury updates here around the NBA. Uh, I mean, it's a big one. Devin Booker out at least four weeks with a groin strain. Given how compact the Western Conference is right now, this could be a very big deal for uh, for the Phoenix Suns, who, uh, look, ultimately they're a team that just needs to be healthy come playoff time. But 
this is going to be a challenge for them now and could ultimately shake up the way the seating looks for uh, for the playoffs this year. Yeah, the Suns are, they're scuffling a little bit. They're only four and six in their last 10. Uh, they, they are really not playing well on the road at all, which is where you generally tend to need you know, your, your stars to come through because your role players generally play a little bit better at home. And they've gone through a lot of different stuff health-wise with, with a lot of guys in and out of the lineup. Uh, you know, so they, this is a tough spot. You mentioned the standings. They're fifth right now. They're three games out of first, so not bad, right, with how compact the West is. But if you look behind them, they're only three and a half out of the whole postseason picture entirely. Um, you know, so that's, that's not great. You slide mm -hmm. next thing, you know, you, you could wake up, you know, a couple losses in a row and you're down in the play and turn a couple more losses and you might be out of the whole thing. So, so this is definitely something they're going to have to work through over the next month. Uh, and on top of it, Landry Shamit's banged up a little bit too. So this, what it makes me wonder is, do we see a little more urgency on a Jay Crowder trade? Right. Uh, new ownership. Do they get the green light to, Hey, let's put Crowder and Dario Saric's contract together and really go add some, you know, even more money, you know, and go really fill a role uh, here and fill fill some spots um, with, with this. Because Cam Johnson's a ways off from from coming back if we even see him again this year. So I am starting to wonder if the Suns going to start to push and say, "All right, it's trade time. We got to get something sorted here." And, and these are the discussions are not just Suns related, but around the NBA that are going to start picking up now once we yeah. get into January. People return from the holidays. And uh, yeah, hey, it's a fun time of year. Trade season mm -hmm. in the NBA. It is here. Um, Alexei Pokushevji is out six to eight weeks with a broken left leg. Ouch. Um, he's a fun player. And just mm -hmm. from that sense, like it's a, it's a bummer to hear this, but, uh, but OKC, you know, they're, they're not a team that's necessarily tried, but they've won more than we would sure. have expected so far yeah. this season and so to lose him this this is certainly a blow averaging 8.8 .8 points 5.1 rebounds and 1.3 blocks on the season now he's out six to eight weeks yeah and they're going through it in their front court right now because obviously chad holmgren's out uh long term yeah. but they also lost jeremiah jeremiah robinson earl who generally starts quite often for them up front so so he is out uh you know now poku's gonna be out that really leaves mike muscala is the only true five left on the roster they're not in a position where you're saying like we just said with the Suns, maybe it's time to make a trade mm -hmm. the thunder aren't really there but it does make me wonder do they look at all right, we're going to do something with our two ways and maybe maybe switch it out and bring in another big or something like that. Because what you want to have is you, you don't want to play such weird oddball lineups that it makes it hard to evaluate the rest right. of your guys. Yep. And that's where that gets a little tricky. So we'll, we'll, we'll see you know, where it comes down. But And for Poku, it just sucks that, you know, these are lost development minutes. He was mm -hmm. getting a ton of minutes and playing a lot. And he was actually starting to play pretty well consistently. He'd been a guy who he'd play a good game, then he'd kind of look, bad for two or three games and he played well and then kind of disappear for a week and now he was starting to put together a string of good performances in a row so that that stinks that he's out that, that's that's it i see this response from fans a lot like um uh, kate cunningham right his injury i saw a lot of well the pistons are tanking anyway so this is just going to help them get when Benyama. i guess if you want to look at the silver lining but the downside is you lose a year of development. Like there's value mm -hmm. to being on the floor and playing NBA basketball in terms because of they're going to lose those games anyway. So yeah, it doesn't matter, right? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, certainly a, a bummer to hear this this go on with uh, with Poku. Some positive news: 
Andrew Wiggins will we'll be back soon, who was fantastic in the playoffs last year for the Warriors. The Warriors have they, they still have a bizarre record where they've cut the what the best road or the worst best road home. record yeah. and the best home record in yeah. the NBA. 15 and 2 at home, 3 and 16 on the road. This has got to be the latest in the season that's been the case. It's got to be, right? Where a team could have both of those designations. Yeah. And I, what I think it is, is I think they are, their stars are not the super duper stars anymore. I lo- like when I watch their games, remember back at kind of the peak of their powers, it would be the Warriors starters would come out of the game, hand the bench a 15 point lead. Mm-hmm. And then if the bench gave up, you know, five or six points of that, whatever, then they'd come back in and they'd, they'd cruise the rest of the way. Now it's like, come on, they hand like a six, seven point lead to the bench. And then the bench gives all of it away and it, you know, all kind of crumbles. And I think part of what happens too is young players and role players generally play better at home than they do on the road. And, they're they're relying on a lot of young players and a lot of role players, so it's it's been tough uh, for them to find much traction. Now Wiggins, uh, they openly admitted he was out longer than they thought he would be with this mm-hmm. adductor strain. Uh, then he was all set and cleared and ready to come back from that, and he got an illness. There, there's definitely, I think, it's the flu going around the NBA it right now, been. and this is like a real flu because um, there's been a lot of games where a lot of teams are guys are questionable or they're out or they're out last minute mm-hmm. and those kind of things. And and it's all with these non-COVID illnesses, which I'm guessing are the flu. So, yeah, getting Wiggins back is going to be good. Hey, they're hanging in there, though, right? They're yeah. Despite the goofy home road split, they've won three in a row. They're back to 500. Stay around that until Steph gets back. And if the West stays tight, they're going to make a run and they're, they're, they're going to be in the mix to you know, definitely get into the top six. And that's where you want to be. You just want to avoid, avoid the play in tournament if you can. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be their goal. And then look, this is a team where they don't look good right now, but if they can turn things around after the all-star break, have a little bit of momentum heading in, maybe you make a move or two with some of your young players. We'll see maybe James Wiseman on the move or something like that. This can still be a bit very dangerous team team come playoff uh, time. This is not, this is not ideal, but I don't think this is the end of the Warriors either. I wouldn't be surprised if we see them uh, start to turn things around uh, once we get uh, post-All-Star break. Yeah, they're, they're definitely going to have a say the rest of the way. Yeah. Yep. All right. I think that's about it for us today. Yeah, I think we got everything. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Make sure you are subscribing to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel as well as the podcast version over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.